This episode is brought to you by freedadcourse.com. You are always one conversation away from changing your life, and the power of hello is something that I subscribe to every single day, and I'm always saying hello to new people everywhere I go. Increasing your opportunity, increasing your connection, and getting access to the solutions to the problems that you are facing, whether you're on active duty or just beginning your veteran transition or even transitioning out for 20 years. On the other side of hello are the solutions that you're looking for. Again, head on over to freedadcourse.com. Get your five-episode audio course to create more connection, create more friendships, and get back to living the life that you're trying to design. Dory 1, this is Fire Team Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Welcome back to the Military Veteran Dad, episode 49. Before we get started with this week's episode, I'd like to pause for a moment to honor Chief Warrant Officer David Knagel. He was 33, and two days ago, as of recording of this podcast, he died in Afghanistan when his helicopter crashed. It was still under investigation, so we don't know why the helicopter crashed, but he left a wife and a five-year-old daughter behind in Hawaii. He was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas. And I just wonder, when I first read this, I'm going to admit that I was in tears reading it in Starbucks when I was preparing for this episode. Because every time I read one of those, it just hits me to the core of why this podcast matters, what the gift that we have matters as being a dad, and the honor we still get to have that David no longer gets to do of being called a dad again and to feel our kids' love and for our kids to feel our love. We need to make sure that we live up to the sacrifice of those dads that don't come home. This week's episode is going to be about friendships. And it's going to be another solo. And we're going to keep going with these solos for a little bit longer. And friendships is something I've talked about in the podcast, but I feel like we've really only touched on it on the surface level. I talk about it here and there, but never really have deep dived. Well, today, it's your lucky day. We're going deep. So friendships for me, if you've been a long-time listener, you've probably heard me tell a few stories that growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends. And not having those friends in life, in middle school, especially high school, really held me back. And it held me back because I was essentially trying to create friendships, but in the wrong way. I was not sure who I was, so I would always become the person that I thought I needed to be, to be friends with whoever I was around. So then I started kind of becoming this multiple person, multiple personalities, depending on the group of friends that I was with, because I felt like that's how I got accepted. Instead of standing up for myself and who I was and stepping into that, I would really just kind of hide in the shadows and create these personas. And I think that's what led to my weaker mindset of not being able to feel confident because I really didn't know who I was, who Ben Colloy was on the inside. But not having those friends really kind of just made me afraid to step into the limelight. Now, when I was in Okinawa, after boot camp, I got through school and I got stationed in Okinawa, I would say I really had good friends over there. I 
step more into who I was. And a lot of that comes from because you have an identity. You have the military identity that's assigned to you. So I feel like it's a little bit easier because you all have that common language to relate to each other. And also on the island, there was something special that happens because you're kind of all on the same island. So you're all in it together. You're all separated from family. You're all there alone sometimes. And all you got is each other. So it kind of builds the friendship and the brotherhood up a little bit more. But man, once I came back, once I transitioned back from Okinawa after living there for three years, I kind of went right back into the same rut. I really became isolated again. I got out of the military. I got an apartment. I got a job. I lived in that apartment alone for almost probably six months before my current wife decided to move in with me. It was just, actually probably a little bit longer, probably like eight months, but it was just a really lonely time for me. And I had one friend out there that was, it's always been my friend, but that was it. And I just really felt this scared, alone man. And that was probably, I was probably the age of 24 or 25 at that time. But friendships, now on the other side. So if we fast forward a little bit, got married, became a father, all through this time still having very few friends that I could call friends and count on. It probably wasn't until I think I was like 32, Two that I started to make, take the tide and started to become make more friends, but really this kind of all hit rock bottom when I was when I hit thirty. So when I hit thirty, I essentially hit my first midlife crisis, and essentially my midlife crisis was that I was going to reach the end of my life, and there wasn't going to be any anybody there at the end to say nice things. And it was because I didn't really have anybody in my life that was actually going to care whether I was here or not. That's how my mindset was. I, mean, I was married and I had a daughter at the time, but my mindset still wasn't there because I just didn't feel like I had um, other quality people in my life to help reinforce who I was or help maybe believe in myself of who I was at that time. And then fast forward a little bit, someone gave me the advice that if you want a result in your life you've never had, then you need to do something that you've never done. And that really woke me up into this idea that friends is something I've always wanted and I've probably in that time had thought I was doing everything that I needed to get friends, but the result was never one of producing friends. So I was like, I wonder what's one thing I've never done. And this is where it gets super simple, but this is all I needed to do was I needed to talk to people. I was like, you know what? In order to talk to, in order to have friends, you need to talk to people. And I'm often afraid to talk to people. And it was often relating back to kind of a failed dating career in high school that I was always afraid of that rejection from a girl and every person I would go up and talk to was at a high school girl that was going to say no, even though it was a man or a woman, doesn't matter. That image was still in my mind of being rejected, that feeling. So I would avoid it. So then I started talking to dads at the park. It felt safe. I was there with my kids at the park. They were the other dads were there. And I always wanted to say hello, but I was like, yeah, they just probably want to play with their kids and enjoy the rest of the night. They probably had a long day at work. And then one day after getting this advice, I really framed it and said, you know what? F it. I'm going to say hello. Turns out it was an amazing conversation and they were looking forward to talking to someone. They were just really waiting for someone to go first. And it was about the third dad of the park that I met a guardsman who lives up in Madison that really just proved that this process has something to it. Because at that time I was starting to play around with something in the veteran space. I was starting to write. I was starting to blog. I was very unclear at the time, but nevertheless, I found the third person I started talking to was someone that could help forward or help me understand or just become a friend in that area. Like I connected with him because we have a common bond of being 
serving the military. And that really kind of took the very first steps to prove this idea of talking to people. Because at that core of talking to people is where you find commonality. And once you find commonality, that's where you can kind of build those core pieces of a friendship. And what I didn't realize at the time was how much that whole idea of friendships was really holding me back in a lot of different areas. Because when you have strong friendships, that means that you have a strong identity. And if you have a strong identity, then you have a strong personality. Not necessarily strong in a bad way, but you know who you are. Your personality isn't something you try to figure out every day. You are easily comfortable in your own skin because people around you have gravitated towards you because they like who you are. That idea of friendship has created opportunity in my life. It's created a better marriage. It's created better networking. It's created better career opportunities. I have connected with so many people now because I've talked to people, and it all started at the park. But for me, talking to people is now almost something that I, that you probably heard me say it a couple times of the best transition advice is talking to strangers and figure out how to do it well and how to do it often. Because when you have the mindset of friendships, and don't think of it as someone that you need something from. Think of it as someone that you genuinely just want to be a friend with. Because when you go in with that mindset, everybody wants a friend. Everybody needs a good friend. And when you go in that mindset, you can create a a connection that's not based on a win-win. That's not based on business. That's just based on human connection. And when you do that over and over and over, you can't help but have people that want this help see you win just by the nature of how the human society works, that people want to help people they care about. And if you created a friendship where they are interested in you becoming successful just because they like you, you will slowly start rising above through your career path, through whatever path you're going on. You will start getting momentum. But you can't go in with, you can't go in with any other thing other than the idea of friendships. I am confidently saying that I am where I am. I have this podcast. I am a stronger dad, a husband, a father, a Marine veteran. All of these things happened because I became more confident talking to people. And it still scares the hell out of me talking to people. I was just talking to a school of kindergarten through third grade. And that literally, my anxiety, I felt like I was going to explode and have anxiety all over the wall. So for me, it still is an issue, but I continue to face through it. I continue to walk through it. And that's why the friendships matter. They have this ability inside to make you confident enough to keep your life moving forward. But without them, that isolation is something that destroys and eats alive a military dad. Because we knew what that brotherhood felt like. We long for that feeling to come back but we don't necessarily know what it is, but yet we are also fighting the lone wolf that we can't tell someone we don't have it all together. We can't tell someone that we are struggling with an emotion that we don't understand. We can't tell someone that we're having an anger inside, like a fire in your chest that you can't express in any other way, so you have to hold it in. These are things that we're fighting against that prevent us from this idea of trying to create another brotherhood because on the other side of transition, we feel like we need to have it all together, that civilians look at as military veterans as, oh man, that man really has it all together. He must, because he was in the service, he, he's tough as nails. I'm not as tough as nails. I'm as probably as weak as a rubber nail. 
and owning that and recognizing that is something that I've been able to to do, but only through talking about it. Because talking about it lets you get it outside your head. Talking about it lets you see it in a different way. Lets you invalidate a crazy thought because you had a connection with a friend. And this is also leads into something that we talk about a lot on the podcast, which is having a tribe. That one of my bigger takeaways on the podcast has been we were never meant to do life alone. That for 3,000 years, and even further, but let's say 3,000 years, men have survived on this planet in tribes. We hunted together. We grew together. We became men together. We learned how to grow through wisdom and experience. And only in the last 200 years, when we really started to enter the Industrial Revolution, did we kind of decide that maybe there's a different way. But that's not saying that that's a better way. Because we decided to go into factories instead of hunt and fish. And it's when we started to do that, we started moving into this only mode that we needed to do was this providing. And the protecting part and the presiding was really kind of fading away. That we all we needed to do was provide for our family and that became the bare minimum. But for a military dad... Providing isn't enough because we have these feelings inside that we don't know necessarily what they are, but we know that when we hear protect, provide, preside, that those kind of resonate. Those should hit a frequency inside that, you know, like that's something that I'm not necessarily thinking about doing, that I kind of do think about my job as I just need to provide and I can come home and I've done my my, my part of being a dad. But I'm here to tell you there is so much more to being a dad because for 3,000 years, we lived in tribes, but we raised men and women in those tribes, that we did that together. We did that through our own experiences. And that's what we need to do as dads today. And this is why I often say that military dads are some of the best dads on the planet because we have lived one of the most adventurous lives that most people will never even get to touch. And we did it in a very compounded way, and we did it in a very unique way as well. And that these experiences and life events, whether good, bad, doesn't matter, these all happened for us to be able to create stronger kids. And by creating stronger kids, you've heard me talk about it, we create a stronger legacy. And if you create a stronger legacy, you can really leave something that your name goes on living for much longer than your time on this earth. But going back to the very beginning, friendships. Friendships are the vehicle of how to do this in 2019. That friendships are the one way, it's the kryptonite to what you're feeling inside. It makes it neutral. Because when you have a friend, you, can, you, you feel, I know this for firsthand, I feel this many times. When you have a friend in your corner rooting for you, you can't help but get excited. And that wasn't always the case for me. I literally felt alone. I felt like this hollow person inside. And this really kind of hit home for me through um, something that I've been doing on the side leading up to this podcast was I was part of the Dad's Edge Mastermind Alliance group. For, and I've been in it for almost three years now. And it's really where I, I started working and get kind of got inspired to be a dad, kind of got motivated that there were other ways you could be a dad making friends, my first friends. I have, I've originally had probably more friends in Facebook than I did in real life. And 
When I went to a summit that we had for this mastermind group, it was 60 men, and we all met in St. Louis. And that event is where, if you've heard me talk in the podcast, I became the guy that gives good hugs. That was kind of where that was born. And so I went in with this mindset of just shaking hands. It felt uncomfortable. This online version of Ben Cloy was coming into the real world where people are going to think, are they going to reject me? Was that high school girl going to win and say, no, Ben, you're not the same guy as you are online? And quickly, by the end of that event, it was two days. I can honestly say I've never felt more love for who I am from 60 random people that I met on the internet than I did through those two days. And that sounds crazy as I say it out loud, but that's true, that I felt like a million bucks because of the validation that those 60 men gave me. They, they breathed life into me. And I remember something very vividly the next day when I got back and I went to the gym and I was lifting weights and I looked in the mirror and I was, I, for the very first time in a lo- probably a long time, I saw a badass looking at me back. And it sounds funny to say it, and it, but that's how I felt. Like I don't often look in the mirror and see a badass that sad, empty little boy oftentimes is that person that shows up. But that day, I felt like a badass, and I could conquer the world. But that's because I just had a tribe that I followed and did life with, and a very concentrated energy helped me move my life forward. And I've done that retreat twice now, and it's two times has continued to breathe life back into me. And this second time that I went back this year in 2019... It was even an odder feeling. Like previous year, I had this huge gap between who I was and who I was meant to be. This year, I could definitely tell the gap was less, and I still had some de- definitely some big moments. But at the same time, I felt like I was stepping closer and closer into my real purpose and just more into my real energy and the more real idea of who I am, who Ben Cloy is when he shows up in a conversation and in a friendship. And this idea of friendships is often... Like I've said in the podcast, I don't have a product I sell, but I'm the friend I wish I had five years ago often for the people that reach out to me because I know what that feeling was like. I lived it. I was there. I I felt every bit of that emotion that you're feeling right now. If this is you and you're looking for a friend, friendship is the one, is the one thing that I wanted most and I give it freely and I'm more than willing to have any conversation to help you realize that potential of having friendships in your life, to be that first friend that helps you take that step forward. It's something that I believe in more and more with every episode of the podcast, that friendships are the one way that a veteran or an active duty man can move their life forward in a way they've never imagined. And I'm not just talking about friends that you can share a bar story with. I'm talking about friends that you can share a deep moment with, that you don't have it all together, that you need help. These are the friends that I have in my life, and these are the friends that I do life together with. And they've helped me become who I am today and show up for you on this podcast as the Ben Cloyd that you've known over this past year. That these friends are the one thing that if you're looking for some way to come home, and maybe you've been listening to the podcast, but you haven't figured out that first step, what that first step is. Remember, friendships is what did it for me. And talking to dads at the park was the most simplest thing that I could do, but it is the first few steps that I took to come home. And it was almost three, four years ago when I did that. And I would say I'm still working on coming home. I don't think we all fully ever come home because we always still are growing and working through who we are and working through our own internal battles. 
But that first step for me was talking to a dad at the park. So if you're listening to this episode and it resonated and you're feeling empty inside, find a park, take your kids, find a dad. And the favorite question that's nice and safe, you don't have to stress what that first question is because the first question that always works for me was, how old are your kids? Ask that first question, opens them up like a can of worms. And you generally, you can quickly tell if they are someone that wants to have a conversation or not. And you'll quickly find out either maybe you part ways because it wasn't a, maybe he doesn't want a friend and maybe he's still working through issues on his own. But generally, I would say 90% of the dads I said that to would always open up and we'd have a great conversation. And you never know where those conversations are going. And this is why I lead my life through a mindset of this podcast and how I build this business that I'm always one conversation away from something amazing coming to my life. And I'm going to miss 100% of those shots that I don't take. With that, I will sign off. Dads, this has been awesome. And remember, it's time to come home because it's been too long for us to be away. That's a wrap. And thank you for listening to today's show. And I really hope you enjoyed it. The lifeblood of any new podcast are the reviews. If you haven't reviewed the podcast yet on iTunes, I would really appreciate it. And you will help us get the message out to even more military veteran dads. As John Maxwell says, if there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. Dads, it's time to come home.